Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. We are continuing on this powerful series of Samson as a type of the Church of Jesus Christ. And yes, we are talking about Samson, the great hero of the Old Testament, who is a symbol, a type of the Church of the New Testament. Yes, a church or the Christian, the spirit-filled Christian of today. And you know, when Samson walked under that authority, that power, when he was faithful in that covenant he had with the Lord, he had that divine strength, that miracle inside of him that got activated every time. And whenever the enemy came, I tell you that miracle got activated and that stream of supernatural power was flowing through him and nobody was able to resist him or stop him. He would tear down and break down every power of the enemy, every stronghold of the enemy. That's the church today, the glorious church of today that is living in the covenant with Jesus, in the covenant with the Father through the blood of Jesus. That's the church who has that miracle of the Holy Spirit inside that is activated and flowing with divine strength and power. I tell you, that's a church that can change society. That's a church that can have an impact today. No matter how strong the towers are of the enemy, how thick the cloud of darkness is that the devil has put upon the land. I tell you, a church, a glorious church that is full of the light of the gospels, full of the word of truth, full of the power of the Holy Spirit will bring down every stronghold of the enemy, unstoppable. The church of Jesus Christ that is walking and operating in the divine strength of the Holy Spirit is unstoppable for the devil. It says, yes, even the gates of hell cannot prevail against her. I tell you, the devil himself or any demonic force can have success against the church of Jesus Christ that is walking in that commitment and that covenant with the Father through the blood of the Lamb that was shed for us and that is operating in that power, that divine strength of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come over you. And the church needs this power. If the church is not operating in this divine power, the church has become the same as any other human organization or human institution. But we are not just merely a human institution or organization, and we are surely not the same as other religions that serve dead gods and false gods and statues made of hands, human hands. We are the body of the living God. The living God is in us alive through his Holy Spirit flowing through us with divine strength and power, performing his will on this earth. And I tell you, God has a plan for his church to reveal through his church the power of the glorious Son of God who has overcome death and hell and sin and who has risen victoriously out of the grave. And I tell you, that is the church that needs to be alive today. That is the church that you need to be today. A church that has its eyes only upon Jesus. Have your eyes only upon Jesus. Walk only in that strength, that power, that we are fully dependent upon him. Remember what the great apostle says. He says, without 
Christ, I can do nothing. But with Christ, all things are possible. It's the same for us today. Without Christ, we cannot do anything. But with Christ, all things are possible. With Christ, we are unstoppable. But it's not just with Christ, you know, as some religious form, some outward appearance of religiosity with some rituals, a little cross above the door and such things. No, we need to have that source activated inside of us, the power of the Spirit of God alive flowing through us. Just like Peter and John when they walked and they said, silver and gold, I have none, but what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And that lame, crippled man rose and he walked and he was leaping and jumping and praising God. And thousands of people got saved that day because of that power that was flowing through Peter and John. But they were able to say, what I have, I give to you. They said, silver and gold, I have not. But what I have, I give to you. You know, many churches and many religions, they have a lot of silver and gold that is shining, but they don't have the power of the living God. They have nothing to give. Oh, yes, they can feed the hungry, which is good to do. And they can give something to the poor, which is good to do. But you know what is better? Being able to give the power of the living God so that yokes will be broken, that lives will be changed, that people will come out of darkness into the marvelous light and the marvelous kingdom of the beloved Son, that that yoke of sin and death and eternal damnation will be broken over their lives because we, the church, rise up with a clear and powerful testimony of the living Christ who is alive today. He didn't just live. 2,000 years ago. He wasn't just good 2,000 years ago. He didn't just bless and heal and deliver people 2,000 years ago. He is alive today, and he lives through his glorious church. The work that he started to do in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he is continuing through the apostles, and he is continuing today through you and through me, through the church of Jesus Christ. And I tell you, he can only do that when the church is full of the Holy Spirit and when we walk in that divine power, that divine strength, divine revelation, and when we share it with this world. Don't forget the Bible says we are a salt to bring a taste to the world. When the salt has lost its flavor, you can just throw it away. We are a light to shine in darkness and you don't hide it somewhere but you put it on a pedestal that it may be seen by all. This is the time that the church must arise, but not just the church as a religious institution with all kinds of yokes. Yes, the church, when it's only bringing religiosity, brings a yoke upon the people. But we are not there to bring a yoke upon the people. We are there to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ who breaks the yokes over all people's lives. Whomever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, my dear friend, that is your destiny to be a messenger of the great gospel of Jesus Christ to your family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, students around you, teachers around you, to proclaim the great gospel and the great news, but not in your own wisdom and strength, through the power of the Holy Spirit.
We talked about Judges, chapter 16, where it shows what happened to Samson when he put his head on the lap of Delilah. It says they put out his eyes. We talked about that. It's terrible when the church has become blind. They bound him with chains of brass. It's terrible when there is a church that should proclaim freedom and liberty, but who is bound up herself. I mean, what can you preach to a someone else about freedom and liberty when you are bound up yourself by the forces of the enemy and when you are a slave of sin yourself. Oh, I tell you, the church needs to walk in freedom, the freedom of Christ. And then finally it says he had to grind in the prison house. He had to walk around that millstone. You know, they would use a donkey for that. But now Samson had to take the place of the donkey. He became the donkey. He became the mule. Isn't that a terrible, terrible, terrible? Oh, I tell you, friend, as I think of this and I see the picture before me, I tell you, tears come upon my eyes and in my heart when I see the church, the glorious church of Jesus Christ, who has been bought free by the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ, to be free and to walk in freedom and to set others free, but yet when it is walking herself like a donkey, taking the place of a donkey, walking around the millstone. That is a pitiful situation, and yet this is where many Christians find themselves today. This is where many children of God are today. This is where many churches are today. They are playing church. They are walking around the millstone, meaning... Everything is moving. All the parts are moving. But yet they are not going anywhere. They will never reach the destination. They will never fulfill their purpose. They are just walking around in a circle. Oh, this is not where God called us to, dear friend. This is not the ultimate vision for the church to be walking around a millstone moving every part, but never reaching a destination, never fulfilling the purpose why God made us and why God purchased us and why God set us free. This is not your destination. And when you are walking around the millstone and your life has become that circle where you're just walking, walking around, never fulfilling your destiny, your purpose, I tell you, this is not why Jesus purchased you. This is not why the yoke of the enemy was broken over your life. This is not why he opened your eyes to now be doing the work of a donkey and just walking in a circle and never coming to your purpose. But you know, this was happening to Samson and this is what's happening to many Christians today. This is the purpose of many churches today, just surviving, just living from Sunday to Sunday as the amount of people that are visiting are just dwindling down and they are just fighting to staying alive, just fighting to pay the next bill, to keep the building open. And when you come into that building, it smells stale. It smells like old. It looks old. It feels old. It feels like the glory times have passed. It feels like life is not there anymore. Everybody is gray and old. Now, I'm not against old people, and I'm very thankful 
for those elderly who are still faithful today. But the church should be a family church. And there should be babies, children, teenagers, youth, young adults, elderly people. All ages should be there. There should be a continuous flow of new blood, new people coming into the church, being born into the church. The church should be alive. I mean, what will the church do if everybody is 70, 80, 90 years old? I mean, then I hope that the last person who stays alive the longest will lock up when he or she checks out because that means the church will end with the death of that last person. But that is not what the church is called for. There should be life in the church. And I'm not just talking about the life of people because I've also seen many churches who are full of people, but they are not preaching the truth. They are full of people who love each other socially. They have such strong social bonds, you know, family picnics, family barbecues, family outings. I mean, they love each other to do things with each other, movie night with each other, this with each other, that with each other but they are not preaching the gospel. They're not living holy lives. They are not making an impact on society. They're not bringing a change. There's no light that is shining there. We are called for more than just being a social club. We are called for more than just being a hospital. We are called for more than just being some student center or other kind of center in the midst of society to play ping pong and other kinds of games. We are there to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, that people will be taken away out of the jaws of the lion, out of the jaws of the enemy, out of the captivity of Satan, and being brought into the eternal life, into the eternal light. But you know, when the church has become just this social club, when the church is just lost its power and life and is walking around the millstone, just finishing its tour, I tell you, that is a terrible situation for the church. We are called for more, dear people. Something needs to happen in that church. Something needs to happen in that pastor, in that priest, in that preacher. Something needs to happen in those believers. Maybe you have become a small group. Maybe you have had some church splits and other terrible things happen, and now you are left broken. I understand, and I know how that feels. I've been a pastor of a church that was broken and torn apart and ripped apart. But you know, we always kept that life and we kept preaching and God gave restoration. Hallelujah. And he filled up the place again. And you know, God wants to bring life. Oh, we are not dependent upon those people that leave us. God can bring new life into the church, new believers. That's the vision we have for new sheep who are lost today. You know, the answer Maybe you are thinking as a pastor, but who will fulfill this ministry? Who will fulfill that task? Who will continue that ministry? I tell you, those people that you need are in the harvest field that still need to be harvested today. Your answer is not looking to those that have left you or expecting Christians to come to you, come back to you. No, there are people that are lost today. But if we will go out and bring those lost inside, God will save them, deliver them. He will fill them with his Holy Spirit and power and they will become the next leaders. They will become the next person to fulfill that ministry or that calling that is so needed in the church. Oh, no matter how small we have become, we need to have a vision that we have a purpose why we are here. 
we have not run our race. God has not given up upon the church. If he would have stopped it and finished it, we would be in heaven today. But he hasn't finished yet. God still has a marvelous, glorious plan for his church. I know many people, they already packed up and they are waiting for the second coming of the Lord. And they think, well, the Antichrist is here and darkness is here and tribulation is coming or is here. And we are just holding on. We have a survival pack. We will just hold on until Jesus returns and brings us into that glorious heaven. And until then, we are just holding on and just waiting for him to come back. But I tell you, I am a man who believes in revival. I'm a man who believes that even if the Lord would come back tomorrow, I would plant a tree today. I don't know if the Lord's coming back tonight, tomorrow, next year, or in 50 years, or in a thousand years. But I tell you one thing, God is not finished yet. The power of the gospel has not finished yet or diminished. The arm of the Lord is not shortened. The power of the Holy Spirit is not finished. It says Jesus went back to the Father. The Holy Spirit came to this world, but it doesn't say anywhere that the Spirit of the Lord has left us and that he has gone back to heaven. The Spirit of the Lord is here today, and it just needs to take hold of one man, one woman, one child, one young man, one young girl, and he can impact a whole city, a whole society, a whole nation, a whole church can come alive again. Oh, my dear friend, don't be content by walking around the millstone and just finishing until the day that you breathe your last breath. Break out of that circle. Go back on your knees. Be filled with the Holy Spirit once again. Rise up in that power of the Lord. Oh, that that may be broken, that circle of life that you have been caught into may be broken right now in Jesus' name, that you will fulfill your purpose. God had more in mind when he created you. He had more in mind when he planned and purposed you. He had a plan. He says, I know the plan that I have for you. They are plans to prosper you, to bless you for a good, victorious future. Oh, my dear friend, even if you are broken, hurting, if you have given up today, receive new strength by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the truth of the gospel and rise up out of that circle. Don't be content anymore. Oh, don't have that pity party and don't feel so sorry for yourself, but rise up today. Be healed by the gospel. Be healed by the loving arms of Jesus. Be healed by the healing oil of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that that heart, that broken heart may be mended and restored right now and that you will rise to your purpose. Every disappointment or every attack of the enemy is an appointment and is an opportunity to see the glorious, victorious working of the Holy Spirit and of the Lord. Oh, the Lord is able to bring new life. He can bring water in the desert. He can bring life where there is no life. He can speak over that grave and resurrect the dead. Maybe that church needs a resurrection. Maybe you and your marriage need a resurrection. Maybe your family need a resurrection. But today, don't be content by walking around like a donkey and a mule and that that will be the end of your life and that that will be the destiny of your children and your grandchildren. But today, break free through the power of the Holy Spirit and let that divine power be activated in you once again. Rise up, dear friend in the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me pray for you right now. Father, I pray for this man, this woman, this pastor, this worker in the kingdom. 
Oh, you love them. They have been faithful so many years. They are still faithful today, but they are broken, Lord. They are empty. They gave all they could give, Lord. Oh, they are fulfilling in faithfulness the work that you gave them to do, but yet they are dry. They have dried up. They are empty, and they are walking like a donkey around that millstone. Lord, their church, their ministry, their life, their family, their marriage, it's not what it used to be. Oh, it has been torn down. The enemy has had such an attack upon them that, Lord, what's left over is not much anymore. And now, Lord, they are just walking the millstone. They don't want to walk away. They want to be faithful to the end. But, Lord, I know this is not the ending that you have purposed and planned for their life. You are filled with compassion. And yet, Lord, you are thankful for their faithfulness and you love them. But, Lord, you don't want to leave them where they are, walking around the millstone, moving every part, but never reaching anywhere, never reaching purpose or destination. Lord, today I pray that through the divine touch, the divine love, the divine power of the Holy Spirit that flows through them, the arms of the Almighty One that embraces them, they may rise up, Lord, and that that yoke may be broken, that millstone may be broken, Lord, and that they will start to walk the path that you have for them into their destination, that you will bring a flower in the desert, that you will bring water into their dry land, Lord. Lord, that you will raise them up once again, Lord. Again, Lord, do it today. And let that miracle of that divine life and power flow through them. Lord, send one that is touched by this divine power of the Holy Spirit into their midst, Lord. Let that congregation live again, Lord. Let that family live again, Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the forgiveness and through the blood, the life of the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, restore, rejuvenate. Let them rise up on the strength of eagles' wings. Lord, let it flow right now, divine love, Lord, and bring hope. And, Lord, open their eyes to see what you have planned and purposed for them, and that they will go after it with all their heart and strength and mind and power, and you will fulfill each and every promise to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 